Getting African-American young men into college is one of the principal goals of the Crawley Foundation. Many other similar program outreaches supporting youth use models employing summer programs, a week or two-week camps, or weekend or after-school events. Although many have good results, to ensure a youngster reaches college, when the Crawley Foundation accepts a young man, it's early in high school and they stay with them, mentoring through graduation into college. This gives the foundation an extraordinary success rate. Greetings again, I'm Adam Morgan. Add to college admission, career exploration, life skills, and social instruction, and the program shapes a well-rounded, community-positive individual. We continue learning lessons we can employ with our own youth from Crawley Foundation co-founder and executive director, Mr. Kenneth Crowley. It was definitely created with, with the John Lewis spirit and energy. And, you know, we talked a lot about uh, politics in terms of getting into good trouble and what is good trouble and how do you stand up against uh, systems that were not necessarily created for us or designed uh, for us. So, you know, we teach them to know their rights. We teach them about the Constitution. We teach them how to advocate. Um, I think we had, did have state representative uh, Leslie Harrod mm-hmm. uh, stop by and speak on uh, just some bills and the thought process around how bills get created and then, um, you know, how they get presented before the House and uh, the Senate. So, you know, those type of things, man, but more so just the life of John Lewis and, you know, his inspiration, his motivation, and sure. then encouraging this next generation that you can stand up for yourself. Um, it's okay to be the only person that disagrees in a room of everybody else that says, yes, it's cool to say no, and this is why I'm not okay with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the, that was the energy and the thought uh, process around that, and that was our leadership summit from this summer. Yes, sir. Your fall workshop is on Temple Wellness? Yep. So that is, again, that right there came from 2020 as it relates to COVID and the uh, the isolation or the confinement, right, that we had to go through for the last year and a half. Right. And so, you know, I started the conversation with putting our wellness, making our wellness a priority which wasn't a priority prior to that, but it also gave us an opportunity to implement that into our curriculum because it was never, wellness was never a part of our curriculum, not intentionally, right? And so we've implemented that into our curriculum now. And so we're going to talk about some physical wellness, some mental wellness and spiritual wellness. So that's the thought process behind that. That is going to be at Emily Griffith High School down on 18th and Lincoln on November the 13th. And that registration is open um, on our website right now. In the wellness, you mentioned COVID-19. COVID-19, on one hand, is a health challenge, but it's also uh-huh. a, a challenge or a really good look for young people, I think, on how to manage the twists and turns and unknowns of life. At least yes, I'm thinking 
how do you explain that to them when so much is unknown about it, its impacts? Yeah. How do you, what do you say to them about to, to get them to understand the dichotomies of what's going on with this pandemic and how it affects them? So that's challenging, uh, first off, because, again, you know, with, with them being not so much rebellious, but in one hand, like I was saying about good trouble, th- teaching them how to stand up for themselves, right, and what they believe in, Yeah, that's good, that's positive, that's what we want them to do. But then you have something like this, and you try to tell them the uh, significance of it and what has happened, then they're like, okay— and then and then they'll begin to challenge you. Well, you told me that I can have a voice, right? And I'm like, okay. So that part is kind of double-edged swordish, right? Or catch twenty-two. Yeah. But what we what we understand and what we realize is, um, especially with the vaccine, right? My personal experience is, I have seen that the gen is, is generational as it relates to signing up for the vaccine versus not signing up for the vaccine. So there's a whole generation of, I wouldn't even call them conspiracy theorists. It's just anti-government, right? And under the belief of it's it's not good for us for these reasons, whatever those reasons are. And, you know, our answer to that, or at least my personal answer to that is, well, I take the same risk when I leave my house every day. Right. I, yeah. you, you, we take risks when we get in our cars. So if the if the vaccine is going to harm me or kill me or if it's a set up by the government or they're tracking us, we all have cell phones. They're tracking those. Right. So there's like no will ray around that. And so it's a very touchy conversation. Yeah, it's a very it touchy conversation. And, you know, uh, we don't really force that on our young people. I just tell them what I do, what I believe in, and we have a dialogue about it. Like we can go back and forth all day. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's definitely something that we have to live with. It's not going anywhere. And that's the thing right? about it is teaching them how to live with things, things where they may not have a lot of choice in. Yep. Another thing you do is um, you all teach about having healthy relationships. It's probably relationships in the family and external of the family as well. Yeah, so, you know, we know the importance of relationships. We know, at least as it relates to our work in the community, that this work is relational, right, in terms of getting things done, having those connections, and being intentional with our relationship, right, to where it doesn't feel fake, if you will, but it's authentic. So being able to create those spaces, right? So we create, intentionally create safe spaces, but it's a loving space. And so when we use the word relationship, keep in mind this, uh, it's a family of four, right? So me, my wife, um, uh, my son and my daughter, right? And so you have young men that come to us and this dynamic is potentially missing from mm-hmm. their life or from their situation. Sure. So we have this foundation of family, which which gives you the the idea of, you know, hope, 
right? Yeah. Um, this is something that I can shoot for because I don't see this modeled in my home or in my in my community, right? right? I have to come over here to the Crowley Foundation to get this to get this structure, to get this foundation, and to get this family model. So it all starts right there. The power of relationships start right there, and then it branches off from there. So, you know, uh, my wife and I are looked at as surrogate parents. Yes. You know, my son is, is looked at as their brother. My daughter's looked at as their sister. So if we look at that dynamic, and then we just build out from there in terms of relationships. That's really all it, it that's all really all it stands for. Like, that's the base of it. That's the core of it. Right. right. And everything else is created from there. Like there's trust that's established. Uh, Sometimes it's immediately. Right. Because there's still apprehension because some of these, you know, our community, man, we real particular about, you know, letting our guards down. But it's it's so natural and it's so authentic, Adam, that they feel the love from day one. Mm -hmm. And so they drop their guards immediately, and the rest is history. And these are principles that they can apply once they start working their careers when they meet other people and other cultures that they're going to have to interact with. Of course, of course. And that's something also that we stress within the programming. So when we bring in speakers or, you know, somebody to talk or whatever, these are all relationships that we have created and built in the community, right? I can call people up and say, hey, man, blah, 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 blah. Crowley, I got you. What you need? Like, that's a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you have have a stranger or there's somebody that you, let's say you just meet them on LinkedIn, you know, your profile looks nice, their profile looks nice, y'all reach out. And then I'll call them like, hey, man, can you do this for me? He's going to give me a thousand and one excuses. <laughs> because yeah. we don't have a relationship, right? Yeah, and so that's yeah. all it boils down to. And then when we're talking about going off to now you're uh you graduated, you've gone off to school, that's a whole nother community of relationships that you have for life. Now I went to an HBCU. Yeah. And, you know, I still have hundreds of friends that I can call across the country and say, Hey man, uh, my son is in town. Can you make sure that he's taken care of, or can you just drop in on him? That's a, that's the power of relationships, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. And so it, that's the same thing. We even discuss that and talk about that. So it's a whole, you know, it's a whole intent behind it. But again, we just really stress the importance and the significance of, uh, of building those relationships. For the audience, an HBCU is a historically black college or university. The other thing that you all do, you have a Boys to Men Leadership Summit. And and mm-hmm. one of the things about leaders, some people can be natural leaders, others may grow yeah. into it, and others may go, oh, my gosh, I ain't doing that at all. Yeah. How, how do you reach them in there so they can determine not only if that's a role for them to be comfortable mm-hmm. with, but sometimes mm-hmm. they may be thrust into a leadership position, uh, you know, when when everybody else doesn't do it, they say, you do it, and there you go. Ah, I got to do it now. How do you manage that when you have your leadership summit where you tell them how they can get comfortable with being a leader? You know, the beautiful thing about that is, you know, what that does is it creates confidence. 
and builds confidence and uh, self-esteem. So we're giving them the tools to stand up and, and speak in front of their brothers, right? And yeah. giving them the confidence to lead a brotherhood or a small group of their peers. And so it's actually a process that we walk them through. You know, when they come in the door, you know, they're a young king, right? So that's 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 our thing. They're young kings. And so from these young kings, after they've been with us for a few years, you'll begin to see natural leadership, right? Yeah. So we, we, we look for this. We don't go around telling everybody that they're leaders. We're looking for who's the standout, who has these qualities, right, these characteristics. And so after they've been around us for a couple of years, we'll pull them to the side and say, look, bro, we've been watching you. You have these characteristics. We think that you'll be a good ambassador, mm-hmm. right? So now they become an ambassador. Sure. And they're they're an ambassador for a couple of years. And then the next expectation from that is you become a mentor. So each year or each couple of years, there's a different level of expectations that comes with being in the program. And you're right. Everybody's not going to be a leader. It, but, but here's the thing. They may not be a leader or show leadership in that moment while they're with us. Right. But outside of our circle and when they're away from us and they're in other circles, their leadership skill is going to kick in. Yeah. I guarantee you. It, ha- it happens all the time. Whether we make them an ambassador or a mentor or not, they walk away from there with the confidence to say, I'm going to take this project on when I when I get to school. Something yeah, that yeah. I probably would not have done prior to this, right? Mr. Kenneth Crowley, co-founder and executive director of the Crowley Foundation, which provides long-term academic and life skills support to African-American young men to get them into college, has been our guest again for this edition. We deeply appreciate his time and the insight he shared. You can connect with the foundation or support its work online by going to Crowley College Prep, that's C-R-O-W-L-E-Y, College Prep, one word, dot com. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Mask up and keep your distance when going out. Grab the vaccine for health and more freedom, and we do appreciate you sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.